Hello. And welcome to another edition of the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Monique, how are you? Hello, I'm wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. And we are back once again to talk about Hellier. This time we're talking about season two, yes. And what we're going to do this time, instead of going through and talking about everything as it kind of happens chronologically, I figure we're going to say spoilers. And you if should have watched it by if now. If you haven't watched it by now, it just turn the show off because nothing that we're going to talk about is going to make any sense unless you've actually seen the show. Yeah. We are going to be speaking as though... You have seen the show. And you know what we're talking about. Exactly. We may yeah. bring up a couple of things, uh, you know, talk about certain details of things that happen. Yeah. But we're just going to basically be trying to pick them apart and figure out, see if we can figure out what's going on and kind of give our take on some of the happenings in season two of Hellier. Yeah. So briefly, if you haven't seen it, again, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Just look for it. We will put links in our show notes as well. So we'll make it really, really simple for you if you haven't seen it already. And honestly, do yourself a favor. It's really good. Oh, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's it's just a, the, the second season, especially, everything just kind of picks up. It like it's where you're like you're saying it picks up. I'm thinking it blows up. Well, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's that's actually a better way of putting it. Yeah, it definitely blows up. It just goes yeah. <laughs> goes everywhere. everywhere. I mean. Like shrapnel, it just yeah everywhere, just a million different directions. But all really, so really great. interesting and yeah. fascinating. The the thing that I did not, I've never been into stuff like uh, magic. When I say magic, I mean magic with a K, right? Is that correct? The, it, yeah, like I the guess. Aleister Crowley and that kind of yeah. dark magic. Like I've never occult, not magician kind, magic. Right? Yeah, I like, never really. I mean, like party, like with. Like, ritualistic stuff yeah. like I've never been into that I've never really looked into that I guess but I learned a lot from just the stuff that's happened in this show mm-hmm. and it's very fascinating and interesting to me and I started looking into some of this stuff now just because it's kind of, it's piqued my interest I'm not saying like I'm gonna get all crazy into this stuff but and and not that there's anything wrong with any of that stuff. I just you it's like to never, read about things and I, learn. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess you could say I re, I, re, I guess researching is yeah. like kind of like a it's your thing. It's a thing for me. Yeah, I loved reading and learning about this kind of stuff. This was something that I never really had any interest in, but now the way that all this the, the different threads that are kind of coming together in this season all the, it, fascinating and and very interesting to me. I, I think I've got a new rabbit hole to go diving down now oh my gosh this this is like (laughs) it's beyond a rabbit hole yeah it's insane and we're back to goblins again we are which is we think we think goblins we don't know if they're goblins or what they are but they they're back because of the email from amy yes now what did you think about amy's email all right so this one yeah this was rough i mean I think everything that, not just the first email, but everything it turned into. Okay. So just uh, the Amy in general. The yeah, whole let's e- talk about every- the whole Amy okay. thing. I think, I believe her. I believe that what she's saying, I believe that she believes what she's saying is mm-hmm. the truth. I, but again, you know me, unless I was there, I don't care how well I know you. I've I've said it before on the show. The human mind's fallible, and our perception can be skewed mm-hmm. by tons of different variables: our upbringing, our beliefs, our biases. There, there's so many different things that can skew your perception of something. I believe that she believes she saw what she reports in these emails. I is I it have because a, you don't think she can comprehend what she's what's really happening? No, she's trying to make sense. No, of it? that's not. Maybe that may be what is going on. For me, I think this is my perception, my belief system coming into play here. I can't personally, it bothers me so much that if something like that was really happening 
and was really true, I don't know what I would do if I was in the situation or in the shoes of the Hellier crew. We're going to call them a crew, mm-hmm. not a cast. They're, yeah. they're a crew. Yeah. I would say if I was in their shoes, I would, I don't know what I would do, but I wouldn't be able to just not do anything. Just because when you have children involved, yeah, it's very troublesome to me. And I'm, I'm aware of things like child trafficking, mm-hmm. alleged child trafficking, all that kind of stuff that supposedly goes on, the QAnon conspiracy theories and, th- and things like that. I'm aware of them, but I don't research them and, and dive down those rabbit holes too much because... Do I believe stuff like that happens? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's an evil world that we do live in and a lot of bad stuff does happen. I don't know that I believe it is occurring on the scale that she says it she is, says it is yeah. and that other conspiracy theories report that it is. And again, that may be just more so for my own so sanity you can sleep at night. so I can sleep at yeah. night. Maybe it's happening. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I think maybe it falls somewhere in the middle, but... I try not to go down that rabbit hole because again, it's, I don't want to get involved in that and Mm -hmm. it's too, it'd be too much for me to handle just because again, having children, that bothered me too much. I want to say that she definitely believes that what she saw is what she saw. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's being as honest as she can be for again, her situation but I want to, I got to say that I, I believe that maybe there's a little something else going on and she's just reporting it to the best that she can report what she saw and to her comprehension and her perception. But I think maybe there's something else going well, on. And we've talked about yeah, this. And, and that's what I think. I think, yes, she did see what she saw. However, it's... Maybe not exactly when, what she perceived it to be. Yeah. So if you don't understand what you're seeing, you try to make sense of it the best way that you can. And trying to explain it and trying to understand it you're trying to make sense of it and it's really hard if you just have no idea what the hell something is and I think she saw stuff but her brain can't quite comprehend what it is and not in a negative way it's just as human beings we can't comprehend it so we try to twist it into a box to fit it into something we can comprehend and I think that might be what's happening and I wanted to say something with so she said she heard screaming and that's kind of what started everything for her during the series they talk about pan he comes up and it was really interesting who because is pan for pan who maybe is, doesn't know he is a greek god he's half goat half man and apparently he poor guy he was really ugly <laughs> Aww. and yeah he he loved the ladies he was very lustful leave it to you to get all sympathetic you know how I am. Anyway, go ahead. I guess he had a really great personality, though. And one of the things that people do to celebrate him, he was one of the only gods that died, and people will celebrate in his honor. It's not a certain time they of still the year. do. You said one of the things people yeah, did, did from what to I celebrate him. So they, they did they still it. Do. I think they still do. Because you're going from did to do. Is okay. it? So they did this, it, and it seems like they still do. So it's from still what okay. I've read. I just want to be clear. So we, I, I just want to make sure I'm following you. To honor him, they will kill a goat, boil it, eat it. They'll drink a little bit, and they're basically having a celebration in his honor and inviting him. When you say drink a little bit, what are we talking like about? Drinking alcohol, oh, okay. the wine, like wine, because okay. he loved wine. Just want to clarify. Yes. And he he was like this god of nature, of the woods, of the wild, always out in nature so they go out in the woods and they celebrate and then the story is that he shows up and that's when the people really start celebrating they're drinking they're dancing they're singing they're having a great time and there's something that the women will do and it's this scream because the word panic comes from pan and it was said that pan could get armies he could scare them off he would do the scream and it would frighten people and they'd start turning on each other and these women would do this i forget the name of it but they do the scream in his honor and i wonder maybe was that what she was hearing is there was a ritual uh honoring pan and maybe she heard that screaming 
Could be, and I know that they, the the Hellier crew spoke to other people in the community of Somerset, Kentucky, where where this Amy was from, and they did say that there's a lot of reports of different ritualistic and cult like yeah. activity. A lot of people in robes and mm-hmm. things like that in the in the in the woods around there doing different rituals and pagan rituals and things like that. So I mean, it could be that maybe that's what she heard. I'm just trying to look on the bright side. I, I would like to think optimistically that that's what it was, that it was something like that and not really somebody screaming for their life and help. Yeah. But again, we don't know. And again, and she again, said... And again, if you don't understand what it is, your brain interprets it Yeah, I mean, you're just hearing somebody screaming in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're thinking the worst, of course. She did say, though, that she found, like, was it a bowl of human teeth? Yeah, there was blood and human teeth in this room. Human teeth, feces everywhere. She said she had documentation. Yeah, she's talking about like a house and there's like an elevator in the bathroom. It goes down into the... It's like, okay, now we're talking about inner earth. Yeah. Right? But yeah, the elevator in the bathroom goes down into the the tunnel, into the caves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, you didn't say that. I'm saying you said there was an elevator that that's all you said. There's an elevator that goes down into the earth. Into the caves. Yeah. Right. So... Now it's like, okay, so there's something with inner earth. And in series one, they were talking about the goblins being the gatekeepers. I just had a weird thought. What if they were doing sacrifices, but it was of those goblins? Like the goblins were... The gatekeepers and the like the humans were... That was just a random, weird, okay. messed up thought I had. That's, That'd be uh, messed up. Sure. Yeah. But all, all sacrifices kind of messed up like that. <laughs> Okay, this, this took a really dark turn. It was just a thought I wanted to share. Okay. That's what I do. Well, all right. Thanks for My random thoughts. that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, back to that, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to believe that she's telling the truth to the best of her perception and ability, but I'd also like to believe that what she saw is not what she saw. Yeah. Or what she saw is not what she thinks she saw. She's not comprehending what she saw. So yeah. this is the yeah. best that will fit yeah so that was that's the that was like the big thing with yeah. season two the the big kind of bomb that got dropped yeah. and then of course we you talked about pan as well kind of mm-hmm. making an appearance and then kind of all these different threads from yeah. season one and kind of coming together mm-hmm. uh we finally get to hear from alan greenfield yes they they, yes. they, they meet with him in this yeah because people are saying like he's kind of the puppet master behind well, all of this yeah yeah and that's right that's the big thing is i guess after season one was released and aired a lot of people in the occult community reached out to the hellier crew and told them that you guys realize you're doing an initiation ritual right so that was kind of interesting because like like I said, that was something I, I would have no idea how to how to know or spot something like mm-hmm. that. And apparently they didn't either. But the uh, people that are in into the occult and ritual magic mm-hmm. were emailing and, and contacting them and letting them know you guys are doing an initiation ritual for somebody. So that's when they were kind of getting a little suspicious and thinking, is it Greenfield? Because I guess he used to be a a Thelemite. Yeah. Am I saying that correctly? A Thelemite. He used to practice Thelema, the religion that Aleister Crowley, the black magic rituals of Aleister Crowley. Mm -hmm. The followers were called that. I I apologize if I'm getting any of that wrong. Again, it's something, this is all new to me, this aspect of esoterica, I guess. I've never... It's never been my thing, but now I'm I'm kind of gonna f- try to familiarize. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try to familiarize myself with a little bit of this stuff because it. I hear Crowley is in his name comes up at so many different things, and like I said, I just never got into it because I thought I always had that that negative, mm. evil connotation to it. But now where I'm seeing that maybe things aren't exactly what they seem to be, yeah. And again, with perception and different things. I'm starting to I'm trying to just kind of look at every possible angle angle from of everything now. So yeah. again, they they so they finally talked to Greenfield. Anyway, getting back to that. They talked to Greenfield, which is great because he kind of he sheds a little bit of light yes, on a couple of things. Yeah. He actually 
he predicted like the was it he predict the blue star that they well, were going to find the blue, about star, the blue balloon. star yeah he's talking about because Sirius the blue star he's talking about well let's kind of jump back to Brown Mountain yeah we're we're just gonna jump all over the place with yeah. this so it doesn't matter so Go ahead. Tyler's now a part of the crew yes and Tyler Strand yes guys the man he's awesome yeah he's great and. He goes alone to Brown Mountain, the what they thought were the GPS coordinates. Which is crazy. Oh, and that's the other thing. The email from Amy comes in the night, the before, night before he's, he's going to go, go to Brown Mountain to, ch- to the coordinates to check and see what's there. And again, I, it's just amazing to me that he goes by himself out there in the middle of nowhere yeah. by himself. So he's got like, probably, I presume it's like a GoPro camera or, something, or a cell phone yeah. camera or something. And he's just filming himself. Going and doing. Does he need like an extra sack for his set of balls that he has? Because they must be huge to do all of that. Does he just throw them over his shoulder? I don't know. But he goes alone. My wife, ladies and gentlemen. My wife. He goes alone. It's awesome. Yeah, he's got guts. I'll give him that for sure. Absolutely. He's got guts. I don't think I'd be doing that. No way. No. And, And when he's out there... I'd want to, and you wouldn't let me. <laughs> well, we got kids now. Yeah. Can't, can't be doing the things we did when we were younger. This is true. I don't think Tyler has kids. Probably not. No. Anyway, so this guy's got a set on him, and he goes out. They get the email the night before. Greg tells Tyler about the email, and he still, he still wants goes. to go. I'd have been like, I ain't going anywhere now. Forget it. Greg, you go yourself. Or come with me at least, or something. No, what he's I, still gonna go. What I love about him is that <laughs> he's, he's freaked out, but he still fucking goes. Yeah, he's just he's like, hey, f it, let's do it. I gotta, I gotta, I got nothing but respect for him. Man. Oh, yeah. He, that guy's. Oh yeah. Good on you, man. <laughs> good, good on you. Much respect. I would love to meet that guy, and I would just shake his hand. And go, <laughs> yes, you are. You're the you, man. You are a man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, he so he joins the cast and, and and he goes and he does some reconnaissance and he finds a balloon and, and finds a balloon just randomly out in the of nowhere. Now he found that balloon. It was a and happy I'm birthday thinking, balloon. Yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking, okay, well, what happens when you have balloons? Kids let go of them, they get loose, they fly up, and eventually they have to come down somewhere. I try to look at things from a logical standpoint. Yes, it's weird. Randomly on the path he's on, anywhere it could have landed. It's on his path with from these GPS coordinates. It's not on his path. It's like right where the coordinates are. Like, what it's is like, it, 20 feet or something? It's like right yeah, there. But it's yeah. there. It's the only thing there other than woods and leaves and trees. Like, that's it, is this balloon so just even, randomly there. Even trying to make it something logical of it, like, you know, it just floated in the air and that's where it happened to land. It's just the odds. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was just kind of... I thought it was kind of weird that he picked it up and put it in his bag because if it was me, I wouldn't have thought to do that. I would have just been like, oh, okay, it's a balloon. I would have overlooked it. So that again shows the, I guess the thoroughness and the intelligence and the Foresight, perception yeah. of everybody in this crew. And I, I, I talked about this in the last episode. They're very smart in the way that they approach things from so many different angles. And I think each and every one of them has a strength and and brings a different point of view and a different, I, I guess, a different perspective to the entire case and each different angle of the case, mm-hmm. which is why they all mesh together and they all yeah. work together so well. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I would have just kind of looked, oh, balloon. I wouldn't have even picked it up. I just found trash in the forest. See, at first he picked it up and I thought, that's so nice. He's going to pick it up so he gets litter out of the woods. Right. That was like initially what I thought. But yeah, he p- he picks up a balloon. He's looking at it and he's just like, okay. And he puts it in his bag. So I'm just like, uh, all right. I'm like, oh, he's saving a squirrel from eating it and dying. And then it, but it all makes sense later yeah. on. Oh, all yeah. this stuff kind of fits in. So it's just, yeah, it's just weird that he had the foresight to do that, to pick it up. But then speaking of that and kind of related sort of not to the balloon, but remember the tin can from season one? Yeah. They, and they themselves mention it, and it's funny, again, I myself didn't think of it. Why didn't they pick up the can and take it with them that first time that they were in the cave? Because I'd be like, ooh, it's dirty. But again, and especially Greg and Dana run the Paranormal Museum 
uh, with haunted objects and strange artifacts, things like that. Why wouldn't they take this can with them? And they said that. I mean, they bring that up themselves. And and it's funny because, again, they brought it up. And as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, kind of like the IP address with the emails. Like, but oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? In the They're middle right. of all this, I look at it like I'm shocked they didn't forget anything at the cave at the end of season one. It's just with all the freaky stuff happening and you're trying to wrap your mind around everything. I guess. I'm not surprised. I, I, I am surprised. They were surprised that they forgot. It didn't occur to any of them, including the cameraman well, who just is the one that thought slack. of the... Okay. I, I'm not trying to... I'm not harping on them. Oh, I know. Because again, like I said, they they said it themselves. And yeah. as soon as they said it, I went, oh yeah, that's true. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Like, yeah. what the... Like, I found myself doing that a lot. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just, like, kind of, yeah, that's true. Like, why didn't you? Just, it, like, common sense kind of things, but just for whatever reason, they overlooked it. And it wasn't just one of them. Like, all of them did. Yeah. And it's I, just weird. Like, is that just something Maybe that it's because the directions they keep the, getting pointed in. Their perceptions that, getting clouded or their judgments getting clouded in certain aspects, but in other aspects, it isn't. It's just weird. It's weird. But how do you keep your head on straight? It's like I don't your head's know. on a swivel with everything going on. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's why again, I, I anything if 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 anything I'm saying comes off as criticism, it's not. I, I I don't mean it to because I would not have been able to handle myself the way that they did in in most of the stuff. And again, just the different things that they did with the the god helmet. Oh yeah, just some of the experiments that they did. I mean, I, I wouldn't know what to do with any of this stuff. I don't. I I, I, I gotta. Like, I again. They just, have all this awesome stuff. Oh and yeah, they're and they're using just, it. They, but they, but the, the thing with them too is they do it. They use all this stuff. They use it not excessively. It's not like everywhere they go. Oh, let's pull out the god. Yeah. They're they're very strategic they're and yeah. careful with how they do this stuff. And they're very. I mean, I say intelligent. I don't have anything anybody else to compare them to in respect to this kind of stuff. But they seem like they know what they're doing. Yeah. But again, it, this is kind of like. It, there's not, there's not really like a guide to no. you know here's a book here's how you do this no. and for me i just thought it was really cool to see the side of things like okay god helmet what's this oh wow that's yeah. really cool like it's just different and it it was nice to just see this different stuff i i appreciated that yeah mm-hmm. now one of the things that they they did they talked to Woodrow Derenberger's daughter Tanya mm-hmm. and I don't believe we really got into this in the last episode but uh, Woodrow Derenberger is the gentleman who had the initial encounter with injured cold back in I believe it was 67 the account is talked about in John Keel's Mothman prophecies and Derenberger actually wrote a book yeah, I, I want to say it was visitors from Lanulos where he details all his encounters with injured cold where he allegedly went on his spaceship and went to his home planet. And I, again, take that for what you take it for, you know, take, it for, what it take is. it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, it either happened or it didn't. I don't know. But his daughter also wrote a book and it was about her experiences with injured cold. So there apparently was a guy calling himself injured cold. Now, whether or not he and was he had an a alien. Family? Whether or not he was a interdimensional traveler, maybe he was just a guy who was telling stories and fooling people. I don't know. I do know John Keel himself believed that Derenberger was a pathological liar. But the flip side of that is there are witnesses that say they saw Derenberger being approached on the side of the road by somebody getting out of a flying saucer. So, I don't know. And he did go to the police and report this. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, just that whole story. I mean, I mean, we should do a show on that oh, yeah. eventually. Just uh, about that whole experience and, and those those two books. But the cast, the cast, the crew of Hellier, one of them is friends with Tanya Derenberger on Facebook, I believe. I think it was Connor. Mm. And he gives the news that she posted that injured cold died. She got a visit from uh-huh. two of his... His sons, Connor and Connard. I thought they died with him. 
know his two co-pilots. Co-pilots. Okay. I got that detail wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're right. So she gets a visit saying that he died. Was it in like a space chase or something with some other? Yeah. There was a pursuit of some sort. Something. Yeah. Some, he got some kind of a spaceship fight. That story is a little, yeah, it's, it's out there. It's out there. And again, I, I can't discount anything because who knows? And maybe we just don't know enough about it. To but get a lean on the. Take it ma- for what it is. Ma- he maybe either died or faked his death. Yeah. So he's gone. We, we think. Allegedly. Allegedly he's gone. But the Hellier crew, again, being just the awesomest crew of people and researchers, just the Tanya is three hours away. Let's just go see her. I love that attitude. I think it's so awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember just when I was younger, that was my attitude with anything. When it, you just, just want to get up and go and do it. Yeah. This is their passion. That's what they're passionate about. But when I was younger, when I was in, in pro wrestling, mm-hmm. it didn't matter where a wrestling show was. If it was eight hours away, nine hours away, oh, let me get in the car. I'll go. No problem. I was like that with punk that shows. Was, there was oh, nothing. I'll drive wherever yeah, I go it's to like a show. Like if you love whatever. something, you're passionate about something, yeah, just yeah. get in your car and go. That's refreshing to see, especially nowadays where you can just Skype people and FaceTime people or get, do people still talk on the phone? I don't know, but yeah, but they just said, no, we'll get in our car. We'll go see her. We'll go talk to her. Yeah. That's just so awesome. That was one of the things that I love about this crew. They're just, yeah, let's go do it. Let's go talk to them. I think there's something too about being in person that just can oh, make so much better. Absolutely. It's better than a phone call or Skype or so, FaceTime. Yes, that's one of the things I love about this crew. They're just willing to just go and, and boots on the ground, be right there in person and and, and get right in the thick of it. I, I love it. I, that's just I it's so much respect like for that. Each person has like this lovable aspect to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So they go and they see Tanya Derenberger, they talk to her that, and, and they find out that, yeah, Indrid Cold has passed away mm-hmm. and guess that she would get periodic visits from him and his family. Yes. Just kind of interesting. And they they mentioned that, uh, I think it was Connor mentions that it's kind of sad that here's this woman over here who's had these experiences yeah. and nobody's really paying any attention to her. And, and, and that's, it's very interesting because... It, it, it he's right about that. If you think about it, really, especially nowadays where we have now all of a sudden you're seeing the Tic Tac UFOs, the New York Times reporting on UFOs. You've got Bob Lazar going on Joe Rogan's podcast. All this disclosure maybe finally happening. I don't know if it ever is or not. I'm still not going to believe it when it does. But you have all this stuff happening, and yeah, you have the direct the daughter of the guy who had these yeah. encounters with Indrid Cold, the infamous Indrid Gold, and nobody pays any attention to her. It is kind of sad and it's it's kind of baffling too if you think about it that nobody talks to her. Do people know enough? I, I, I think it's more Well of I think a- people in that community in the UFO community and conspiracy community I don't know if conspiracies and UFOs I don't know if they're the same type of people. Okay, but, but maybe it's more of a, they either don't know or they know, but they don't think it's a tangible thing to do. They don't try. It's the whole like, yeah, that wouldn't happen. I mean, so that could be, try. that could be, yeah, that when could very well be. It, I don't it's know. It's very well like she probably would love to see people. And I mean, she talked I to would, these guys. Yeah, she spoke to these folks. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know. I, I would say that she seems like somebody I would want to talk to. If if she were, you know, if our circumstances were different, we could just kind of up and go wherever. I, I'd want to go talk to this woman and be yeah. like, hey, tell me all about Indrid Cold. What, what was Christmas dinner like with Mr. Cold? Yeah. Did he ever come over for turkey dinner on Thanksgiving? These are the type of questions I want to know. I, I want answers to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I just thought that that whole aspect of the story was pretty fascinating. And just, I thought it was cool that they actually went and they found her and they talked to her and they tried to find... Where Indrid Cold Indrid Cold's house was. Yes, in Ashland, right? Ashland, yeah, yeah. Kentucky. Yes, a lot of weird stuff going Following on. Following the the Terry a wrist lot of weird stuff. Code. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they think that 
wrist found injured Cole and mm-hmm. spoke to him and talked to him. It's just very, very interesting that that whole story. Just very fascinating. Um, I, I'm looking at. We're jumping all over the place here. Apologies if it's messing with anybody that hasn't seen the show. Well, Go watch shame the damn on show you if you haven't. But I, I, I want to talk about a little bit about the uh, the balloons. So we, we we talked about the balloon that the Tyler Strand mm-hmm. found when he went out to the coordinates on Brown Mountain, and then. They found a second balloon. Well, before they find the second balloon, Greg is in California talking to a guy he knows. And he's like, oh, yeah, really weird. A couple of days after the Tyler finds the balloon, this guy, he's out hiking in California. And randomly, a balloon just kind of falls before him. And he videoed it. He did. He got the video of it. Yeah. And they showed the video on the, uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it a happy birthday balloon? I think it was a birthday one, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of strange. Just just very weird, bizarre coincidences. I'm just thinking of that Alan Greenfield. Happy birthday. Here's your gift. Here's the present. Yeah, and that that was the thing with, with Greenfield. He I don't know if I believe that he's just an author that wrote a book and interviewed Terry Rist. I, I just part of me wants to say that he's somehow mixed up in this. He either is or isn't. I, I don't think there's any in between here. I it feel like seem, everyone who like, watches it or is somehow a part of it, like you're, everyone's a part of it. That's the weird thing with Hellier. And and I think even Carl Pfeiffer mentioned that too. That almost like the the audience is part of this ritual, yeah. if that is what's going on. And I gotta say after watching it that first time, I wanted to watch it again yeah. and you were like all for it too. You, There was no objection from you at all. And I almost, because I wanted to pay closer attention this time around just to see, be like, all right, at what's going on here? And and it when they mentioned that, I almost felt that too. Like, are we now a part of this? We've because had some weird synchronicity. We started now and it could be that this stuff happens all the time around you. But we started now to pick up on some things that have happened in our lives. Mm-hmm. Some weird coincidences and that synchronicities and- that actually kind of tie into Hellier yeah. and what's going on with Hellier, which is kind of weird. And if you follow Greg or Dana on, on Twitter or any of their social mm-hmm. media, they talk and they're retweeting and having conversations with people all the time. And, yeah. and obviously with the success of the show and all the eyeballs on the show, mm-hmm. people are all reaching out to uh-huh. them. There's Reddit threads and groups. We started a, a, a post on our forum on, yeah. on our website. Everybody's kind of tr- trying to get, it's interesting. Everybody's trying yeah. to figure out what's but going on. It's not just that it's interesting. It seems like everyone who's watched this has had some weird synchronicity between, like, in regards to Hellier happened to them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just weird, yeah. like, and it's not even big things, and it's stuff that if I never if I didn't see Hellier, obviously I would never I wouldn't notice it. But just like for example, we're watching a movie earlier tonight, and there's the. Pan's flute just yeah. appears in this random movie from like 2006 that we're watching. And it's just like, okay, kind of weird. Yeah, and we're all, to be and, there. and we're recording a show about Hellier and who's one of the big, <laughs> one of the big yeah. aspects of the story in season two. Yeah. So yeah, just weird stuff like that. I mean, that's and just that's a like small example. That's like nothing. Things. I mean, yeah, and you like, could and you could argue that that's nothing. That's just a dumb coincidence. But I don't know. I'm kind of like yeah. looking at all this stuff now, going, I don't know. I kind of. I guess you can twist anything to fit a narrative, but I yeah. mean, like I had a very weird thing happen to me with a synchronicity that was like didn't even put two and two together, and then it. I realize, like, oh my gosh, what? But it's one of those things where, like, sometimes they're just little things, and sometimes they're really big things. Yeah, yeah, just just a lot of weird stuff. Ever since we watched the show, like, and this may not be related to Hellier at all. This may just be because I'm messed up. But every night since we've watched the show, I wake up every single night. I fall asleep different times, but I wake up every night at eleven forty-five. Every night. Yeah. 
there's not there's no sounds there's nothing nothing's waking me up but I'm just waking up every night at 11:45 I don't get it it makes no sense but it's ever since I watched this show the the first time yeah. around part of me is just thinking like I'd be interested like if we watched it again like and we follow the moon cycle that's going on when we're watching it just to see cuz I feel like the moon affects things going on in your life and I just be curious uh, I yeah I mean I I don't know Maybe just by putting this out there, maybe somebody will hear this and go, oh, well, that's because of this. Yeah. Go, oh, or, oh, okay. Well, that's an answer. Yeah. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah, weird stuff happens. I want to talk about Tyler's experience with the Frank's box. Yeah, that was weird. That was. That like, was yeah, because he was talking different. He was talking like this weird accent. He, yeah, he was speaking differently the whole it was time. Really strange. And it's weird because if you're listening and you're picking something up, you're you want to say it how it's coming out. I understand, but it was just weird, um, almost like as if he was in some kind of trance and just everything was kind of yeah. uh, almost like like being a medium and someone's just kind of using you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it that's felt good, like. Yeah, but then kind of towards it. the yeah. end, he started talking more almost like, cause he was snapping out of it, but we meet Michael. Yeah. I had some weird thoughts watching this because I thought, okay. Explain I, Michael. You so we meet Michael. Yeah. Just, so we meet Michael. So Tyler is talking using the Frank's box and, Again, blindfolded, headphones on. So he's not able to hear, see what's going on around him. And there's this conversation. And the voice coming through is saying his name is Michael. And I just remember thinking, like, my first thought was, like, the like the angel? Could it be, like, Michael? And then it kind of comes out. And it sort of comes out like that. And Connor is saying how he had, it was like a medallion with Michael on it. Yeah. Because he's, he's Catholic. He's Catholic. Right. And didn't he give it to Tyler? Yeah. Right. It was just very bizarre. But then I started thinking, what if there's something that is aware of this and is manipulating? And But I was like, I don't know. But it's just really bizarre. I think whatever... It was was a messenger and, you know, just use this as a chance to get the message out. But it was just so weird. This was a conversation. And if he can't hear the questions and this is just what he's saying, what is coming through, it was like two people having or, you know, the group of people having this conversation. It's insane. And going with if Tyler was a conduit, for this entity that was coming through that was talking that would also make sense why he was feeling the way he was feeling after granted they say the frank's box kind of gives you like a weird feeling like the vibration in your body but maybe it's because it's not just hearing stuff but it's kind of allowing these entities to enter you in a sense he said he felt something like slithering and, and yeah, like kind of wrapping okay. around his ankle. Yeah, Dana's they're, they're like, out, oh, there's a noise they're behind out, him. <laughs> they're outside on, on a porch, and it's pitch black out there. And they heard some sounds in the bushes mm-hmm. below them. I, 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 they never really shot it, but I believe they were up on like, was it like a second floor kind of porch? It was, it was up high. It, it was like raised a deck up. or something. Yeah, it was raised up high. And yeah, they heard what sounded like something either falling or jumping over the ledge. And yeah. Tyler said he felt something going wrapping around his ankle. Kind of, kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, that so, weird. Yeah, that whole, that whole thing was, was really yeah, strange. But yeah. when he said Michael, that was the first thing I thought, like the angel, the archangel Michael, yeah. just because that's, I don't know, that's just what popped into my head. And I'm not really religious. I'm wondering anything, how but. many people thought that when you said Michael. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I thought that whole thing was interesting. Now, the the other pretty fascinating thing was the alien abduction experiment that they did with oh the hypnosis. This is something I'd never heard of before, and I didn't know that anything like this was possible. And I guess this is the first time it had ever been done. That's why, again, when I talk about how just the different experiments this crew does, mm-hmm. they're very... 
stuff that I would never think to do. It's just very, very interesting how they come up with this stuff. I know. And it's funny because we had the conversation about, you know, can you be abducted, not physically, but mentally, like your consciousness. And I look at it like we can astral project a lot of... I don't know if a lot of people, but people have that ability to do yeah, that. Yeah, but before we jump into that, why don't we talk about what we're talking about? <laughs> like, well, they should have watched it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so if people have the ability to astral project and kind of take that consciousness and leave their body with it, why couldn't other people take your consciousness or beings take your consciousness and do stuff with it? Yeah, I, it's yeah. Just it was just a thought. Right. Yeah, it's very just that whole thing was just really fascinating like that this this and and it was weird too like when he came out of the when he came out of the whole thing and he thought he'd been out for a couple hours, right? Yeah. But he was only under for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And again, you can look at it like, oh, they're faking it. They're acting. But that's some damn good acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could tell this guy was hypnotized and he believed everything that was going on. Yeah. I've never been hypnotized. Not not to my knowledge. Anyway, maybe I haven't. I just don't remember it. But I don't know if I can be hypnotized. I know they say some people can't be hypnotized. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. I'm not sure because I think I'm way too much of a control freak. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know if I could put myself in 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 that position and and I mean Carl got hypnotized. Yeah. So he he that got put under. That was really interesting. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. He gets hypnotized and again, it's like are you are you is your conscious consciousness traveling? Is that what's happening or are you just in your subconscious and you're just kind of making up these things that seem to fit? One can argue either way. But again, he said the goblins were gatekeepers. And Somerset was kind of, I guess. the Somerset, Kentucky. Somerset, Kentucky is like, if Hellier is like the gate, then Somerset was like, what, the space between the fringe or something? I think that's how he, how he put it, yeah. But then Dana, um, she, because she was in the cave, she was doing the tin can. Remember she had the tin can? Yes. Yes. And doing the um, Estes method. And oh, and, and Connor was, remember she had the God helmet yeah, on. Yeah, and then and Connor, he had the, yeah. He was doing the Estes method. So she was like. They the, were having conversation back and forth. Yeah, but they couldn't hear each other. Yeah. And they were, she was like the antenna, right? Is yeah. that how they put so it? Yeah, so it was like she was kind of speaking. She was like kind of speaking out. Was and they were in one of the domes in Point Pleasant. Yes. In one of the, yeah. In one of the. Just awesome stuff. And like, it's funny because with that, they're in the dome and I'm thinking like, is there still like toxic waste in the ground? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just that, like going to the the domes in Point Pleasant yeah. and doing yeah, this experiment. Yeah, they go experiment. to Point Pleasant. And- like just, man, just kudos to this crew for just getting out there and just yeah. getting right in the field and, and, and getting at it, man. Like just so awesome. I can't, I can't. I can't put that over highly enough. <laughs> but um, when Dana has the tin can and like the sounds, remember like she was like, she was picking up from somebody talking to them and she's like giving the sounds. And That was different. That was a different thing. That was with the tin can. Oh, I was talking about the God helmet. Yeah, I, I was kind of going back to what I was talking about. Oh, okay. I thought we, okay. Yeah, the God helmet, they were talking. Yeah, two different, two different experiments, two yeah. different things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the bing, bing, bing kind of thing. Bing, yeah. Bing, yeah. <laughs> and bing, bing, bing. Yeah. It was like, what was it? Like, play those notes or something. And it's yeah. just like, if she is not hearing this, like, yeah. Uh, it, it was so weird because you forget that she can't hear. It's almost like, she, and she's picking up. It's just like a conversation for the most part. Yeah. And again, it might just be good editing. I don't know. But it. Uh, I mean, there's jump cuts I'm here. I'm talking about but, like the space in between, like to get something, like. For yeah, some, but yeah. but a lot of it, you could tell when there's cuts and when there isn't, and a lot of it was just straight on. Oh through yeah, but it was just crazy, cuts. like with her with the god helmet and Connor, and then her with the tin can, and then Tyler. It's just like these 
conversations going on. Like there was a lot going on. Something was really yeah. strong. But yeah. she mentioned something like, because they're like, where do we play those no- these notes? And she said that like the space in between or the space between or something like that. And then it's like Carl brings that up. And was that his subconscious? We don't know. I'd like to think it's not, but I just, I can't answer. I can't say yes or no because I don't know enough. But it's still interesting. Yeah, the whole thing was very oh interesting. They said these experiments they're doing were just. Yeah. At first, I'm like, okay, what is this? But then the, just the stuff that's going on, it's like, okay. All right, interesting. Now, the skeptic mm. could very easily make the argument that they're faking all this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I could definitely see that point. But again, I just think that to me, I don't, I, these people, they're, they're, they're genuine. I can just, you could just, you know, you can just tell they're not making this up. This to me, all, everything that happened, happened the way that it did. We mentioned editing and jump cuts and things like that. Yes, there's edits and there's jump cuts, but I think that's more so just for the flow and the continuity oh, and yeah. getting rid of the dead air that nobody mm-hmm. wants to watch when they're trying to watch a show because at the end of the day, Yes, this is an investigation. It's a docuseries, but it still has to be presented in an entertaining manner to capture you and keep your attention. And again, like the pieces go everywhere and they did a phenomenal job making it fit to kind of to make sense as much as it everything doesn't make sense as much as it could. make. They did a really good job making sense of it all. It's just funny because I said last time we were talking about season one, it's like a dream. It's just. Things don't quite make sense, but you make sense of it. And I feel like that's almost what Hell Year is. It's something that doesn't make sense, but you're trying to make sense of it because that's what your human mind can only comprehend. Yeah. And and I think another thing, too, that before we before we wrap up that we have to talk about is just all of the different literature and mm-hmm. books that are brought up and things that are taken and passages that are read from different books that all tie into what they're researching and the the different experiences they're having. So we mentioned last time the the secret cipher of the Euphonauts. This is the complete secret cipher of the Euphonauts. Mm-hmm. This also has the book, um, the uh, secret rituals of the Men in Black, and the secret cipher of the Euphonauts together in one book. So this is the complete book. Mm-hmm. You can get this on Amazon. All these are on Amazon. Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. Elves, fawns, and fairies. And and this was, we didn't really talk about this by Robert Kirk, but this was a book that they mentioned. And so, of course, it's like, I'm like, ooh, fairies, I want to read about it. So, yeah. yeah. And they say that, didn't the, the, the legend goes, because this book was written in what, the 1600s, yeah, was it? That the person who wrote it was learning the secrets of the Fae. And because he was sharing it with other people, they took him. He paid the ultimate price for sharing their secrets. Then we have this book here, The Kingdom of Agartha, A Journey into the Hollow Earth. Flying saucers to the center of your mind, the selected writings of John Keel, where he talks about tin cans, tin can UFOs. That's right, yeah. Talks about the chimeras appearing as tin cans. Again, is that what the is that what the the Hellier crew's experiencing? We don't know, but it's a possibility, right? Yeah. And then there is a dweller on two planets. Mm-hmm. The inhumanoids. Some cool stories in there that they share. And then this this was really fascinating. Edadorpa. I want I haven't read this yet. I want to read this book. Edadorpa. Yeah, Edadorpa. Yeah, it's Aphrodite. It's Aphrodite spelled backwards. But it's, yeah, they tell the story of this guy who... It's inner earth. It's it's inner earth, yeah. He basically goes down into the inner earth and he has to do a bunch of different challenges and it's very interesting. Just all, But it ties these, in. It ties into everything going everything on. Everything ties into there what's going so on. There were so many interesting books. I was like, oh, wait a minute. We, we need to write this down. I yeah. mean, some of the stuff we knew about and yeah and i had some of the yeah, books we have already some of them but, already but not everything yeah so i'm like all right i gotta dive in now yeah i have to know what the heck they're talking about i have to <laughs> so have i read all these books yet no no but i have them all so that i can read them mm-hmm. and obviously somebody can read them too yeah. but yeah that's just that's the other thing is i i'm sure that there's 
Amazon has sold a lot of books since uh, the Hellier <laughs> show has come out and since people have discovered mm -hmm. it uh, because there's just so much information. Yeah. And again, you don't have to read the books. It's not necessary, I don't think, but if you want a true understanding mm -hmm. of what's going on, probably not a bad idea to get familiarized with some of these topics yeah. by diving in and, and, and researching this stuff. One thing we didn't mention, I just want to bring up the numbers. When Connor analyzed yes. the numbers at the end and what they thought were GPS coordinates, he ran it through and they ran it different ways and added, uh, added it up and they translated it into words. And it was like the house of 418. Yeah, and they had the help of uh, John Tenney. Yes. Who helped yes. them out. Yeah, and he, he was... Another guy. He was in season one very briefly mm -hmm. as well. I guess he's a really Over good the friend of the of the new Kirks. I I wasn't really familiar with him either, but I started looking him up a little mm -hmm. bit, and yeah, he's seems like he knows this stuff too yeah. when it comes to this kind of thing. And and he just brought like again just another another aspect, another set of eyeballs, and another perspective, and they were able to solve the numbers. Yeah, it, it was so weird. Be and it was something that I none mean, of them had, had thought of. No, and it's just funny because, I mean, he even says, like, use the numbers, but you can take that in so many ways, which I think was the point. But, yeah. So it's all still a mystery. It leaves you with even more questions than when you first start. And Hellier is now, I mean, we're, we're, we've moved on from Hellier. I mean, Hellier's still part of the story, but yeah. now it's Somerset, Kentucky. It's, but it, I feel like it's everywhere. It's, yeah, it's pretty much everywhere. And it's kind of left with them doing a ritual in the cave in yes. Somerset. Invoking Pan. Trying to invoke Pan. And they all said that they felt something happen mm -hmm. in the cave, but they couldn't really explain what. They felt cold coming in. But they all felt they something. Felt, yeah, they felt something. And they talked about like playing those, the chords, like the three, the bing, bing, bing. They play yeah. it all together. It was making them feel nauseous, nauseous and sick and frustrated. frustrated. And yeah. yeah. And they, you know, it was again, Tyler, who's like, let's, Let's look at all we've done and don't leave here frustrated and they, you know, celebrate. And I really like that. Yeah. Again, Tyler coming, coming oh, through yeah. in the clutch. Yeah. Cause and, I, you know me, <laughs> I love positivity and yeah, but he was, he was, he was frustrated. Yeah, he said he but was he frustrated, turned it around. but he turned it around because he said he remembered in one of the books mm -hmm. uh, about rituals and reading about how frustration, you have to be in that state of mind to get, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but to get past a certain point. Yeah. And and it's almost like you have to go through this pain to be initiated in the ritual. You have to go through this pain, this frustration. So he was saying, yeah. maybe this is the frustration we're supposed to be feeling. So let's just turn it around yeah. now. We're supposed to be feeling this because we're going through what we're going through and let's just look at all the all the amazing things that have brought us to this point and it was yeah i was like oh yeah he's right yeah damn I it love he's that. right i love that finding but the yeah just the way he kind of brought oh, it yeah. back around and, yeah. and it was like yeah you know what come to yeah, he's right he's a bright guy that tyler mm -hmm. and yeah it was just pretty interesting but again you're still left with no real answers they all felt like something happened in mm -hmm. that cave did they invoke pan it, I, we don't know. Is it Pan that's kind of the cosmic trickster that's pulling all the strings? Or someone doing it for him? Is that what's going on here? We don't know. Is it uh, some kind of a ritual that has now drawn in all the audience of, of the show? Mm -hmm. We don't know. I mean, we, we already mentioned, we, we started noticing things ever since we watched the show. We've had weird yeah. instances and things happen with us. Some very weird things, yeah. That we'll get into in another time. Yeah, that's something for down the road yeah is that what's going on um, we don't know it's just it's very perplexing and intriguing intriguing yes and entertaining and fun and frustrating and All of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's like life it's seriously it's like yeah. life you hit these dead ends it. in life and it you get frustrated and you have good things and you think you're going the right way and then you're not. It's totally life. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So wrapped I, up in a docu series. Yeah, and and I'm presuming they're gonna that, that this is all still going on. I, it. I, I, I think, think they're, everyone, they're gonna probably do another. I season. think everyone who has uh, watched it is hoping. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I mean, we, like I said, we started the kind of researching some of this stuff ourselves just mm-hmm. to, like I said, I, I started kind of looking into a little bit of the, of the numerology aspect of this, mm-hmm. uh, some of the different occult ritualistic type of things. I, I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff, but I'm looking into it, just, just try to educate myself a little bit. And it's funny because you now notice things that you never would have noticed before yeah. because now your attention's you're being brought to it now you're thinking yeah. yeah so yeah just really really interesting uh if nothing else the show has opened my eyes to things that i mm-hmm. never would have thought about or or dared to think about before and it's inspired us i mean yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, so sure. on so when this airs so when as you're listening to it this Saturday, February twenty yeah, ninth, we'll yep. be live on our Twitter, on our YouTube. I don't know if we can be live on Instagram, but if we can, we will be at nine o'clock um, Eastern time. We're yes. going to be at the Chapman Inn in Bethel, Maine, doing a paranormal investigation. We're going to record our podcast there. We're going to do some live broadcast and see if there's anything that we can find going on. And yeah. honestly, it inspired us because we used to do stuff like this. But when you have kids, you get kind of tied down. You don't really leave the house as much. And we want to go out. We want to do things. And the boys are a little bit older now where we felt, OK, you know what? We're we're going to do this. And yeah. just it was inspiring. Like, just yeah, go so out the Hellier there. crew definitely. Yeah, it was just inspiring to see yeah. that and very refreshing, like like we said in the past. And, and so, yeah. We're, we're, so we're getting you. back up there thank again. You, so, Hell Your Crew. Yeah, thanks, Hell yes, Crew. Thank you. And and I mean, again, damn it, that's the way stuff should be done. You want to look into this stuff? Get boots on the ground. Go yeah, out and look into it. Out. Absolutely. If you if you have the means, do it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other thoughts about Hellier season two? Anything? There are a lot of things we didn't even touch on. Yeah, we'd be here for yeah. ten hours. We'd be here as long as the show was. <laughs> talking about all this yeah. stuff i mean we didn't even really get into the somerset stuff at all no i mean yeah there's so oh my gosh of course he's talking uh, in, with somerset about how it's all quartz underground and i'm just like oh, now i want to go i want to get quartz because i love crystals i have a problem all right so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about other than your crystal problem but no we'll leave it at that okay so yes as monique mentioned this saturday we're gonna be at the chapman inn in yes. bethel maine doing our paranormal investigation and recording our podcast. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to us. We have a Twitter account. At HomeWreckerPod. Instagram. HomeWreckerPodcast. And you can interact with us on our forum over on our website at... HomeWreckerPodcast.com. Yes, and if you're listening to this and you haven't already... Please go on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast, hit that subscribe button. doesn't cost you a thing. It's mm-hmm. totally free. And when you get a second, please leave us a five-star review. It helps us move up those iTunes ra- ratings, yes. rankings, and it helps increase the visibility for the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please also go ahead and hit that subscribe button mm-hmm. so we can grow our YouTube channel yeah, and, and get more eyeballs us. on this. Go yeah. to our forum. Talk to us. Talk to us on Twitter and Absolutely. Instagram. We love interacting On with YouTube. Everybody. Yeah, we love it. Uh, you're going to find me more so on the forum. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you you like to go. I, I'll jump on Twitter every now and again. I'm and, more of the social media person. Yeah, Monique is more of the social media person. So, Which is but, funny because I can't stand social media. <laughs> It, you know, I guess it all depends on your perspective and how you're looking at things, yeah. right? It's great, but just like, oh, I have to go on there. Like, you, you start scrolling and you see things that are just horrible. I'm like, oh. It's definitely a time consumer. Yes. If you allow yes. it to be. So I try not to Because I like to, to go be. support other people, too. It's not right, about yeah, like, oh, yeah, like my sure. stuff. I like to support other people, too. Right. But please feel free to reach out to us on our social media and... Do you have anything else you want to add before we sign off? Just thank everyone for tuning in, for subscribing, for watching our videos, for listening to us. Absolutely. And if you haven't watched Hellier yet, go watch it. Check it out. It's awesome. Yes. 
get get into this because it's very very mm-hmm. interesting. Especially if you're into this kind of stuff and you haven't seen this show yet, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor, please go watch it. Check it out. It's awesome. It's really yeah. really really good. It's gonna get you thinking. And follow everyone on social media. Follow yeah. Greg and Dana. And, and Connor, Connor and, Connor, and Connor, yeah, and like follow, follow everybody and support them. They have a Patreon. They have the museum. They have a lot of really awesome stuff. So go yeah. support them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean you're not getting nobody gets rich doing this stuff yeah. at all. So every little bit helps for yeah. sure. Again, yeah, thank you to everybody that's been listening, that's been watching. Hello to everybody overseas. Hello. Hello to anybody new that is uh, tuning in that that's found us because of shows like Hellier. Yeah, missing four one one. We had a lot of uh, new listeners mm-hmm. and and viewers for those shows as well. So thank you to everybody. Thank you. And until, we love you. Yes, we do. We, we love do. you very much. And until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I've been joined as always by my beautiful. Lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast.